Welcome to Monday in Westeros. I'm Grandmaster Todd A, and I'm joined by Master of Coin and Lord of Lofty Titles, Taylor Trask, and Emily <laughs> Kelly Cunin, first of her name, maker of video games, mother of cats, Khaleesi of fan theories, the get turnt, ruler of her condo. It is season eight, episode six, number 73, <laughs> until the title, title appears. <laughs> oh, I tell you guys, I can't believe that Game of Thrones... Um, is the show to deliver this to me two weeks in a row, but boy, am I satisfied with everything that happened. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Non-ironic. I am completely satisfied. So that's why I don't really have an outline for you. <laughs> How about you? What are your impressions, Taylor? You said you had a lot to talk about, so I'm going to go to you last. Oh, uh, all right. Emily, how are you feeling? You know what? I feel, I feel good. And like... Me, just in general, especially about nerdy stuff, like, I just always try to see, like, the good in things, and, like, bad things don't always, like, affect me, like, hey, like, I liked The Last Jedi, so, <laughs> like, I liked it. I feel good. I feel, I feel happy. I mean, I just, yeah, no loose ends. Way yeah. to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> it's like it was made for Hollywood or something. It's so weird. <laughs> Well, I, I, Taylor, I, I'll, uh, yeah, you should you should jump in with your with your what what your initial thoughts that that don't get us too off track. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'll, all right. So it's uh, it 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 was as good of ending as we could have expected, but crammed full of moments that I'm like, they could have never done that if this wasn't the last episode. They could have never said that if that was just like it was sort of it yeah. it, it, it was it looked like the work of two men who were just exhausted yeah, <laughs> with, no. with so much. And they just got a little loopy towards the end <laughs> and they I mean, kept it all in. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'm exhausted as a viewer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emily and I texted today about our schedule for recording right after the episode. And I thought, yeah, I want to do it just to get it over with. Like <laughs> <laughs> be done with this. You I'm know, so glad I wasn't like, you know, I think we should, Punt, punt to Monday. I just yeah. I, I would be like so. <laughs> I'd be like yeah. I was fine. Whatever. We did. yeah. I, I would have done this from my phone, lying yeah. in bed. <laughs> um, well, I, I'll tell you what I thought, and you can both jump off of this if if you have anything that relates to this. But what I thought watching it, or as it ended, was you know for eight seasons we've gotten used to the the like the the threads that never tie off. You mm -hmm. know. And for them to do that, yes, would have been sort of in the theme of it. But honestly, like the most unexpected thing was for them to sort of tie off everything. Yeah. And to to leave us not feeling that anxiety that we felt so many times, you know, they, they hinted at, at further growth, but, um, but, you know, but we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have loose ends. So yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was more like, like we don't, know what is gonna happen next like but that's kind of the point like we don't we I just assume Bran will be really awesome at being a ruler but <laughs> we also don't know where Drogon took Danny. like there's we don't really know like what's gonna happen to the Unsullied after this we have no freaking idea what's happening in Dorne you know like there was enough where we're still like cool it's leaving you curious, but not where you're going to like lay awake at night. Like, Oh my God. Like, well, I can't even believe they didn't show their dead bodies or whatever. I'm never going to yeah. know if they're dead or not. You know, like that 
they they did enough of the the things that we needed to know for sure and enough of the things that we didn't need to know for sure where it keeps us kind of just like satisfied and curious we're not we're not waiting desperately for the days of the x-file movie to just wrap this shit up (laughs) oh my god oh my god (sighs) were you each surprised when we did see jamie and cersei dead oh yes yes oh yeah i I mean i truly thought like oh no it's just gonna be the hand and we're not gonna know like conclusively what oh happened. that wasn't the question like that they were oh, what, oh jesus no I, I thought you were asking just was it a sh- surprise to see them like to see their dead faces oh like presented i thought the hand you know he'd see the hand and just start crying but the fact that he uncovered them and you're like oh man they're, there they are that was that was kind well, of haunting to see yeah it was sad it was yeah. super sad but i think like he needed that as yeah. much as like we as the audience needed that like we needed to know for sure totally yeah. yeah i wasn't surprised but i did when, when he was walking in there and i was like oh my god what if they're alive and peter goes no shut up <laughs> uh, yeah there were um i i made i i shouted at my screen several times um uh so sorry if i'm jumping around here but uh, presumably everybody listening to this has watched it so there's no, <laughs> no spoilers anymore um uh one of those times was when it was was not important it was when um uh gray worm appeared at the top of the stairs uh after john had left him in some sort of hallway oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is going on yeah they needed the subtitle later that day dot dot yeah. dot <laughs> yeah and one of uh but one of those times was when um john said <laughs> to daenerys um uh you'll you'll be my queen you know whatever he said like until you know until the end until your end or whatever and i out loud said oh my god john you fucking suck (laughs) and then after that loved every minute of the episode uh i'm so what were your like what were the beats that you you know you really loved from this episode Mm. emily Mm. (laughs) um oh my god where are all my notes um i really (laughs) well i had a similar moment basically right before that of where John is just like standing there as like she's yelling at each of her, you know, sections of people and then talking to Tyrion. I'm like, John, why are you just fucking standing there? Yeah. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Um, <laughs> um, I did, one of my favorite moments was, I took a screenshot of it too, is I loved the imagery of Drogon opening his wings oh, behind oh, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, that was so good. I was like, they're <gasps> loving their they're loving their Drogon symmetry shots. Like that goes oh nicely with that one of him peeking out of the shadows to yeah. flame. Oh, so good, man. Um, it, it's kind of like those shots. I mean, they look cool, but they're almost the subtext of that is that that is her power. Like yeah, Drogon yeah. is her the you know her right hand essentially. Yeah, I, I think the, this was like the best dragon episode ever. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my Pretty much all of my highlights were about Drogon, by the way. Where he shakes <laughs> the warning. snow off. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's where he shakes you... the ash off. Like, haha, surprise! I was in here the whole time. <laughs> Did not that glorious, that glorious wide shot of yes. of John walking up to him. You see, like almost like a silhouette of just oh, John walking. You're like, so oh man. Cute. My my brain was like, if the mountain crawls out of that, I'm gonna be so <laughs> angry. Oh my god! No, it was so cute that he just was like, oh, I'm a dragon. I mean, I was in here. I was hiding. Um, and of course. Uh, when 
Danny is dead and then Drogon comes and he's like doing that thing like oh my gosh fucking like Simba touching Mufasa like trying to make him wake 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 up like just so sad and just the unadulterated sadness and rage from the from the CGI dragon it was heartbreaking it was yeah. absolutely heartbreaking but I'm super glad that he burned that stupid fucking sword chair to the yes. ground the, stupid yeah. sword chair yeah. yeah everything with Drogon was good and then I, he just like scooped her up so gentle and flew away. Yeah. Like, uh, uh. it was the I, that yeah, like Taylor, you mentioned the the wide shot where um where Drogon shakes the snow or ash off his wings, and then and then it cuts to this wide shot, and it's like him staring down John. And that was that moment. I, I got this real Hobbit feel from that, mm. and um and it, anyway, it just put it in my mind of you know the scale of things and that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you know, and all this other mythology and like the Hobbit and stuff. Like dragons are very, very intelligent, mm-hmm. and it was I almost expected him to like start speaking there. <laughs> I mean, that would have thrown me totally off. Yeah. But um, the fact that <laughs> the fact that then you know a few minutes later we get this real intelligence and emotion from the dragon, mm-hmm. it was like oh, I was already in that mind of like yeah, yeah, of course you understand things, you know. It's the dra- yeah. that dragon in that moment did what no human could do, which is end end it finally once and for all. Like okay. This this stupid chair is yeah. is the constant source of your problems. <laughs> it got my mom yeah. killed. It got you all killed. Let's just get rid of it. <laughs> like, yeah. like I hate this chair. Like why haven't you all done this before? Like it, yeah. it, it was, and the fact that John kept expecting him, like when he turned his face back to John to like burn him, he's like, no, the chair. Yep. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I did think in that in that scene though, for a hot second, I'm like, if they're gonna make John King, the only way that's gonna work. Is if Drogon tries to blast him right now and his clothes burn away, oh, and then some of yeah. come up and see him burning, but alive, like their mm. queen. That, but then that didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, he's not going to be king. That was yeah. sort of the moment for any kind of anything like that to happen. So I'm just yeah. like, okay, all right. Well, another thing I took away from it was that Drogon understood the destruction that Daenerys had like had him unleash on the city. I was, ah. I'm reading way too much into it, but I saw Drogon as like another john or Tyrion, or like one of those Ooh. people that believed in daenerys and then mm-hmm. saw her go over the edge and was like okay <laughs> i like that yeah that's cool that's i didn't really read nicely. onto that but i love personifying inanimate objects and animals so like that makes a lot of sense to me <laughs> <laughs> Total sense. <laughs> totally i love giving human emotions to things. is is this the first time by the way in that same sequence is this, is this the first time we see snow in Winterfell? Oh, not Winterfell, in King's Landing? No, it's ash. It's all ash. Well, it's all ash? Really? Yeah. I think it's snow. I'm I, pretty sure it's ash. But it's all white. Yeah, I think it was... I, I was on the fence, and then there was the shot where Drogon shook it off of himself was when I really thought, no, that's snow. We did see... Snow was falling on Jamie when he left uh, the uh, King's Landing mm-hmm. in the last season. I'm oh, just gonna really? say for the oh. record, I think it's Ash. Right. It could all it could be a mix. Because I said too, I was like, this is a very inordinate amount of ash. Like how yeah. much did she burn? Like the houses yeah. and stuff, like how much of that is it? But also, why would winter continue to move down when the Night King is dead? Well, but and that's just autumn season. was changing and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, the, climate, the, the the planet has shifted its pole. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it always it's always winter. It's just milder in the south. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, okay. you know, it's they always have winter, right? 
Alaska. Eventually. Well, they call it the long, the, you know, the long night or the long winter because it's like, what, a six or seven years? Sometimes it could be eight or nine years of winter. And then eight yeah. or nine or, or what was their summer? 12 years is like the longest one they ever had. Yeah. Um, where it was still winter and winter fell or snowed, but it was warm. You know, the climate shifted northwards or whatever. The other, yeah. the other real, I mean, just that whole opening, you know, the Death Star, the Star Killer base opening with uh, yeah. all her people mm-hmm. assembled. Just the look of that uh, in King's Plaza with the the broken keep behind her, and just mm-hmm. all those steps, and John having to walk up all those steps while everything's going on. Just the, it, it, it just the the scale of it, the the look yeah. of it was just captivating. Oh my god, it was one of yeah. the most haunting haunting things the show's ever shown us. I assume that people on the internet will have little quibbles with this, but I've really loved the fantasy cinematic aspect of definitely the last two episodes and probably some other bits and pieces. Like I think the long night had its own, you know, battle the bastards look. Mm -hmm. Um, But the last two episodes, there was a lot of that, you know, stuff that, you know, was like painted basically, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the Mm -hmm. Clegane bowl kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but it was so fantastic looking. I was like, Oh, I love this. Yeah. The, um, the monologue Tyrion gives, by the way, in that scene, that summation of Daenerys, uh, Daenerys he gives to John, is one of the greatest chastising moments of the audience ever. He's basically laying out there. It was like they knew last week was going to be very divisive. And yeah. then Tyrion's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and tell you all why this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he's telling that to John, but John's basically our avatar. Just that was one of the best monologues I'd ever heard. And he just, he sums it up perfectly. And, and, and especially when he's going through her kill list and he's like, look, yeah. she killed the slavers, but they were very bad men. And then she did this mm-hmm. and they were very bad men. And then we cheered her along every step of the way, making her think that what she was doing was right oh. until it gets to this. And I'm like, that is exactly yeah. the correct assessment of her. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Period. Done. Case closed. Like that is why other unnamed leaders <laughs> <laughs> tend to think that they know what's going on because they've been validated their whole lives of like, yep. wow, you, yeah, you did make a great deal on that property mm-hmm. or whatever. When it's just all bullshit. But he was uh, saying yeah. that to John as much as us. You oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing her along, the inti- he should have just like looked at right in the camera and winked or something. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I was I was really hoping for him to like at the at, right as John turns to the door to like like physically touch him uh, and say, mm. "Don't be Eddard Stark." Yeah, uh, don't be like, I knew that was the subtext, but I just wanted it to be text. Man, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even think about that subtext, but you're oh, absolutely wow. right. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. I just wanted him to be like, "Don't be the headless yeah. stepfather you had." He can- got close right he's like what would Sansa and Arya do do you think they're gonna bend the knee nudge mm-hmm. nudge wink mm-hmm. wink <laughs> like do I have to say your father's name do I have to- mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's why I was waiting for it. like after the Sansa thing like step like and make contact don't let this be like another like two men that can't yeah talk about like the real uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. issue yeah <laughs> I mean I that's a really fun I didn't think about that kind of subtext the subtext for me because I always think about things in a feminist subtext I think but like that Tyrion was going on and on very specifically that Danny kills men, like that Danny mm. kills evil men. And yeah. I felt like just in, like for me, from my perspective, I can see why people, especially in Westeros were very afraid of her um, mm. because a lot of those evil men were the men in power. And I think to a lot of people who have problems with her outside the show, you know, like regular people, not just like for character development resources. Oh, you don't like her. Like, why don't you like her? That's why. 
of that she represents both a threat in their world and ours of a woman mm. who can take charge and get Ooh. rid of these men who think they are doing the right thing but then she comes along and says no i'm doing the right thing yeah but then she still killed women and children along the way i know yeah. she ended up she did end up killing women but and children i i well so first of all uh i have been thinking all week about everything you said last week emily about nature versus nurture and just like really i i mean i feel like <laughs> as corny as this will sound you really opened my eyes to that oh, like yeah, yeah yeah you're right and then Daenerys john said was, it too and oh, yes exactly so then I when know. he said that i was like oh <gasps> like, was right <laughs> yeah um <laughs> for most things but, end up going oh, yeah. but I, I liked how they were they were like on that knife edge like and that was I understand why Tyrion didn't reach out to John and say, don't be your father, you know? Yeah. But um, because they wanted to put that in your head of like, you know, he can go either way. And it was the mm -hmm. same thing with Daenerys. Like when she was talking to John, I was thinking like, oh shit, like this is going to work on him. Like, you know, mm -hmm. she's, she believes that, you know, mm -hmm. that is her. She believes she's good. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, it was a good a really line. Good yeah. It was a good line from John. And that's just kind of like his whole, story i think of you know you are not born to your destiny yeah you know, just because of who your family is just because of what your name is it's about your choices and it's about more than just who you what family you're born into especially in westeros and especially with a pair of them and i think Tyrion, by extension too of yeah. Tyrion could have been oh. a weird you know like incestuous evil person like his family and chose to try to be better well um, and i mean he was pretty terrible uh, yeah, definitely for a longer time in the books. But, you know, even in the show, like he was an a-hole for two or three seasons. Yeah. And he admits it. He's like, you know, I yeah. strangled my lover. I killed my dad. You know, I did all this stuff. But he did try to be better. Yeah. Like that was the deciding point. Just like even, Jamie tried to be better and then went back to not being better. <laughs> even still, though, like that part of what she was saying to John, like that was correct. It's like she was using the stuff that was true to leech him back in. But then he actually had the sense to say, what do you think about all those women and kids you killed? And the fact that she just sort of glossed over it was his final test for her. Mm -hmm. That was sort of that's yeah. he couldn't let that go. Even though all the other things she was saying were cracked. He's like, yeah, I, I'm into all that. That's why I fell in love with you. But, but <laughs> you still did this. And yeah, she just would yeah. not own up to it at all. Do you think though, when she's basically doing her Oprah speech at her, at her unsullied and all her people, <laughs> You were great, and you were great, and you yeah. get a kingdom, and you get a kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you think when she was doing that, there was a moment where she kind of looked like she was about to break down or have a, a, a sort of just complete uh, seizure, like almost because like at what she had done, and maybe I misread that, but she was silent, but she was kind of like like hyperventilating almost. Like I don't know if that was because she was so high on the power trip, if she was realizing what she had done, all of the above. Maybe I just I met, met, made too much of that scene. I don't know if you guys saw that. I just, I kind of took it, yeah, that it was kind of like the euphoria that it was over. Like, the, ah. the, the, she has won, she is the, she is the liberator or conqueror, or what, you know, whatever side you're on, uh, that her dream is now realized. And it was mm -hmm. like finally dawning on her. Fair enough. Hmm. Good, good. I've got a couple mm -hmm. more moments. I, I thought that speech, uh, sorry to jump in there, was, oh, yeah, was uh, and, and I'm like frantically Googling, trying to refresh my memory on this, but but very similar to a speech that Hitler gave where he's like, we will, we will take the, you know, whatever. And then we will take Poland and we will, mm -hmm. you know, and um, yeah. 
but that was just terrifying, especially given, you know, again, Emily, to, to Mm -hmm. give you a lot of credit for an observation you made is that when she's literally saying we will liberate them and (laughs) she just means we're going to liberate them from from life. (laughs) That's what I was seeing too, laughing to myself of like in from Thor Ragnarok (laughs) where Jeff Goldblum goes to his cousin over and he goes, oh, I pardon you from life. Like that's basically what Jamie was saying. (laughs) We're going to go to these countries that have nothing to do with us that are probably running just fine on their own and liberate them. Like, um, okay, sure, cool, 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 cool. (sighs) Well... Uh, sorry, Taylor, you, you were going to go somewhere else before I derailed us with Hitler. Well, I have, I have a couple like lightning round kinds of things that Perfect. we can talk about now or later. And then I also want to jump into just the, the fact that Bran is our man. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah. But before that, as we're getting to that moment, we get to that little small council that was assembled, which was kind of cool to see just everybody had yeah. shown up, you know, gave yeah. a sense of time and passed, you know, passing and all of that. But as I was going on the circle, I'm like, okay, there's there's that guy, there's that guy. It was crazy to see, was it Lord, who's the one that was married off before the Red Wedding who popped back up again? Oh, uh, Royce? Uh, no. Uh, no. no, um, Catelyn's the... brother. Catelyn's oh, yeah. brother. That dude. Um, yeah. Oh, God, Tully. Uh, well, yeah. Ed, Edward? Ed, Ed, Edward? Ed? Edward? That's not Edward. I was, Ed, Edmund? For some reason, Edmund. I thought he, he had died during the Red Wedding. I, no, I no, no, no. So Remember, too. he no, he came back because he was a hostage that Jamie oh, let back okay. into the um, the castle, oh, and then he ooh. surrendered the castle to the Lannisters. Oh, right. that's right. Okay, okay. he was a I prisoner right. of the Freys, and then and then the Lannisters. Yeah, um, I was like, the, I was surprised that he was alive too. I was like, dude, for real. Oh my <laughs> god! One of the other things. <laughs> one of the other things I exclaimed out loud was when he stood up and was like. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, and <laughs> I was like, get the like, fuck out of here. Sit your ass down. <laughs> Finally, Santa said it. She's like, hey, uncle, shut, shut the fuck up. up. But no, as I was panning around, I actually went like, I actually said out loud myself. I'm like, wait, is that Lord Aaron? Yes. What? Yep. <laughs> he he long bottomed his ass out there. Yeah. He drew a well, hold on. Point of order. Was that the yeah. same actor? <laughs> Why not? It, it sure looked like them. It sure looked like him, him in the nose and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted, I just, you, you know that uh, Lord Roy, is it Royce, bad haircut? Yes. Is that, yeah. yes. Royce is sitting next to him just going, I knew your mother breastfed you when you were 12. Yeah. <laughs> like he's having to deal with that, knowing that he's got to protect oh this guy. And he's like he's going to be just this crazy little kid. Yeah. Um, but then, and then I just, in rapid fire order, I wrote the following. Sam invents democracy. Yeah. Tyrion invents the electoral college. Yeah. Arya discovers America. It's like we got we got all these moments like boom boom I, boom. I'm like, all right. See, <laughs> I, again, I mean, I thought that moment when Sam said it in such like the perfect Sam Tarley thing. It was so like su- it was basically like an SNL skit sketch yeah. of uh, how uh, Sam would invent democracy. We yep. should let the people yeah, know. What if like, it had okay. all the like right pauses and everything. You're kind of hoping like music, like patriotic music with like a snare drum would start playing yeah. behind well, you. I, well, but in my head I was like, now this is freaking corny. And then when it cuts <laughs> over to like like Robin and Royce no, <laughs> like scratching their chins like and looking at him like he's in total I know, was laughing at him yeah think. I thought that was perfect was so funny. my favorite too was like that the Prince of Dorne who we've literally never seen oh, yeah, is yeah. there and I was, I was first I was like is that Oscar Isaac no he's not he can't be Oscar Isaac why would Oscar Isaac be in the show and then my other he didn't say a single goddamn no, word except to no. say I probably 
maybe but you could always like especially when they would cut to sansa like in the side shot you could see his eyebrows doing a lot of work mm. and i was like this is really good <laughs> acting like you don't get a single line except for eye but like your face is in it so we're good <laughs> <laughs> prince yeah. of dorn well let's talk about the let's talk about the selection uh, who here had bran in their king pool like okay no joke i said it like 2.5 seconds before syrian so i was like or bran could be bran and then Whoa. he started this whole speech. I was like, oh! Well, when well, he said, uh, when another he said thing story, I, well, wait, real quick. When he yeah, said yeah. story, I thought, oh, he's going to make the appeal for John. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, like, me too. That just seems so logical. So when he said, a boy who's kicked out of a window, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> when did John get kicked out of a window? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, that was another of those moments. Like, I thought that whole scene was, it was just, it was just them messing with us. You no, know, because when he perfect. said that about the, no, 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 I, I agree in, uh, retrospect but in the mm-hmm. moment it was like there's the democracy moment where I went like oh my god this is going to become too corny and then there was the the great story thing and I thought god he's going to say John like that's just too predictable because I just did not mm-hmm. see Bran at all yeah and um, yeah I, I loved it after those two things were resolved like let's just throw <laughs> yeah. out these dumb things that fans have been saying like me about democracy and, <laughs> and get rid of them so yeah. but uh, they, gave, uh, they gave Bran the greatest baller line of all time why do you think I come on? Yeah, I know. Like, and really? then I was like, oh my God. And it really makes so much sense. There was someone, that's what I said like on Twitter. I was like, I have to leave Twitter. Bye, because I'm going to get into oh, it. Yeah. He was so much more important into the books. It makes perfect sense. Shut the fuck up kind of fights. Oh, so yeah. that was, so that was my fight now. Uh, in the books, like, yeah, the three-eyed raven is really important and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, like, this makes so much sense especially because i feel like we got a lot farther in everyone else's stories in the book Mm -hmm. and brand kind of just like disappeared for a while and did that seriously like this just makes the most sense for him as a particular character but just also narrative wise of like that he will be a completely impartial ruler that he will know all yeah he can see the future he knows all (laughs) All the mistakes of the past he he will never you know, he will never fight to have his kids be on the throne after him because you can have no kids. Yeah. He will always leave the throne knowing that he did the best job that he could. And I think that's exactly what Westeros like needs. And I was like, uh. so happy. I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I was so super happy about it. Oh, and so I, happy. I loved what I, well, first of all, Dinklage, like MVP of the series. Yeah. That speech at the end, I thought was great. Like, I mean, just his acting of it. And when he turns to Grey Worm and is like, this is the wheel that our queen wanted to break. I was like, oh my God, this resolves Daenerys's, you know, tension mm-hmm. as well. Like, I just love that. Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you make though of Sansa's reasoning to withdraw the North? I Reasoning? <laughs> well, I thought I'm like she. She did not present any reasons. No, well, she was like, "Fuck it, we're gone." <laughs> she what she said was, you know, these these guys have have fought. They're tired. They're tired of fighting. They don't. They're not going to bend the knee. I'm like, Bran's the only one they would bend the knee to. It just seemed like in that moment she's like, "Well, I want to be queen. So what I'm going to say is that we're just going to play our own country." And just sort of had that like I just I really her logic just broke down and never really they never really addressed it. You know, Brandon I, turned to her and go, well, I'm still the first bone yeah. stop. Yeah. But he's not anymore. And I think that's yeah, yeah. what 
is what she was kind of feeling of like, they okay. may have bent the knee, but even in his own words, he is not Brandon Stark anymore. You know, he's yeah. more than Brandon Stark. And mm-hmm. I think that she, Sansa has done such a good job as being this de facto ruler in the North that she, and especially it's like, just in the course of the series, like mm-hmm. the Northmen have been fighting for almost the entirety of the entire True. series. Yeah. They're tired. They don't want any more change. They don't want to have to bend to a ruler they don't really know because Bran has either been a little child mm-hmm. in a wheelchair, completely <laughs> gone, and now a completely different, like ethereal being. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe she didn't have to argue, but I think maybe he knew her reasoning anyway. Yeah. And okay. could and I, know that she would be good in that role too. Yeah, I I kid about her not having reasonings because I think the reasoning of tens of thousands of our men died to bring this change about is pretty freaking solid yeah like you know we we don't want to participate in this nonsense anymore yeah like if you're breaking the wheel that's part of it for thousands of years the north has been brought back into the seventh or brought into the seven kingdoms from the targaryens and if we're done having that kind of ruler on the throne why would they want to still be a part of that no tay good point uh, right. <laughs> breaking news this episode is called the iron throne oh how fun what uh, i guess that makes sense the melted stupid sword chair it's stupid i wrote that too just stupid sword chair like, stupid fucking sword chair. <laughs> that's what the dragon was saying i did yeah. blurt out laughing too when they told john that he's going back oh, to the night oh my god i laughed <laughs> so hard and so like, loud Aww. it's sad but just like when Tyrion's like you're gonna go back to the night so i'm like oh no after all this he's gotta go back well but he that's... was super bummed about it and i was like dude it's all your bros and I know. you've already broken the rules with the and wildlings like yeah yeah and and isn't that what I said last week? I was like, I hope John just like gets to go off and live yes, with Tormund exactly and ghost right. in the wilderness. And so yeah, as soon as I figured out that that was happening, I was like, oh my it. God. And he's like touching ghosts. And it was like, <laughs> like that's, I didn't cry about anything else. But as soon as he saw ghosts, that's where I was like, oh my God, they're going to be together forever. Like it was just, it's everything <laughs> that John wanted and deserved. I and, thought that about he and Tormund. They're uh, going to be together forever. I know, bros forever. <laughs> The best. <laughs> what did you guys think about uh Brienne writing in the book of the Kingsguard? Oh my god. Oh man, like I always loved the story of the Kingsguard book. They talk about it in, in the book books. Um that like some people have like someone like um Sir Arthur Dane have like um you know 10 pages or something because he was really incredible. And then some people only have like a paragraph because they got killed like immediately after joining. And so I really loved getting to actually like, see it. So we didn't see it. Uh, the last time we saw it was Jamie had it when he was still in the night. So this is many seasons ago. And I really loved that she continued his story and wrote both the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like almost like cathartic for her of like forgiveness for him, remembering him and remembering all the good things and bad things that he did. Um, and just to like that, it was such a beautiful moment for her of now she is everything she's ever wanted to be. Oh, hundred percent. And oh, she kept her so vow powerful. to Catelyn. She kept yes. her goddamn vow till the very end and then some. It I was know. cool that she's the one who basically got to tell the world that Jamie was a good man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that she didn't and she didn't leave out the part about Cersei either. Like in the end, you know, the, she he died in service to his queen. Yeah. You know, because that's exactly what he did. And I thought that was really beautiful and you know, really spoke to Brienne's character of that she could forgive him and understand him yeah. in that way. Yeah, and I I, I 
may be reaching, but I don't think so. But I think when she opens it, there's sort of two distinct hand pieces of handwriting there. There's like mm-hmm. a little introduction about how Jamie was the squire for Barristan Selmy, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And then there's like this other handwriting that says he was thereafter known as the Kingslayer. And then there's something else really, you know, dishonorable. And mm-hmm. Jamie wrote those. Yeah. And in that scene that Emily's talking about, like it's several seasons ago, someone makes a remark like your page is pretty empty. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the idea is that Jamie wrote those two sentences about himself. So he had this really low opinion. So it, yeah, it's totally mm-hmm. great that Brienne's the one that memorializes him. Yeah. What? And I, be, I believe she'll be the first woman to ever serve in the, in the that's King's That's so Park. cool. With Padraig. Padraig's there too. Oh, he so deserves it too. And I love just like the little smile on his face. Like, I can't believe you've survived this long, buddy. But right? I'm so glad. <laughs> what do you guys think of the whole Parks and Recreation ending there around the, around the table with those guys just bantering? Bantering oh, like nothing had happened. Like, all right. So anyway, back to business. Uh, it's like let's the talk best. about brothels and boats. <laughs> the best small council. Like, what a crazy group of people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with brands, just like you guys take care of it. I'll be over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm gonna, our brand. I'm gonna go war into a dragon. <laughs> That was a convenient detail to just leave out. Like, yeah, that's gonna happen, but you guys don't yeah. get to see. Watch, yeah. this. watch just, later. Bye, guys. Which you know he could have worked with that dragon anytime. The fact that they even teased at this juncture was a little like, hey, hey. Well, he that. may have just been traveling through the ravens to see it. Oh, yeah. that's true. Still, uh, I, didn't like, get, okay, I didn't you, take it as a warning of the dragon. <laughs> Right. Okay. Wheel me <laughs> away, Podrick. But then they talk about whores and or horror houses and boats and yeah. just, you know, like yeah. I, I yeah. love that Braun at the very end yeah. is basically the new Tywin. You know? Oh he's, love it. He's taken over this, this fortune. He's got you know, he's the one he's now master of coin, just like or Tywin the- no, Littlefinger yeah. was the master of coin. Uh, t- for a while I thought it was Tywin. Yeah, I think it under Airy heir as Danny's dad he was master of coin and then was elevated to the hand of the hand king. Yeah, yeah because and i think that's so, so like in the same way that sort of that career path began and now braun is like the richest guy in all of winterfell <laughs> or, uh, yeah no, because uh, he controls winterfell. all the food yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. good for like, him there, there he is he is truly <laughs> t- and i love that he's just like he walks in like yep i've just been waiting for my time and yep. uh, well and that moment of like where Tyrion's like is our debt paid and he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. i just love too in this scene where um he straightened all the chairs yeah like he wanted it to like he was i took it that he was nervous like that yeah. he was nervous for his like first real or you know because for being the hand of the king before it was you know meant basically nothing because it was yeah. free or common or whatever and that he was like nervous, like he needed to fix the chair. Like he, he needed people to understand that this was a position of great worth. Mm. And I love that. I also just, my OCD was like, that chair is not straight with you. <laughs> One of those chairs is too small. What is happening here? What did you guys think though, of when Sam rolls in as the grand maester, even though he's like the Lord of his uh... house now, and he decided to become grand maester. And, and just like Todd said, like an SNL sketch, he got yeah. to say, Look, it's called A Song of no, Ice I and Fire. <laughs> God damn it. I, I figured that I, he was either going to say it to, to, I would say Willie, to Gilly <laughs> or to somebody else. And the fact that he was the one that was, you know, he didn't write it. That was the yeah. one thing. I'm like, okay, thank God. But Yeah, yeah. that's been your prediction all along is that it's him at he the end writing, writing the book. Like, yeah, yeah, he's the Bilbo Baggins this whole thing. Like, and then It no, was I, funny. And it was funny that they kind of glossed over it a little bit. And then they're like, yeah, Tyrion, you're not even um, in it. So Tyrion's like, what? What? Why? 
it was such a madcap way to to end all of that. Like, really, we're just gonna. I mean, I guess it's either that or just you know, somber scene after somber scene. So you need to look yeah. something lovely. Real, real quick, what um, what is Davos a lord of? I loved seeing him there, but like, what is his like, master is he, of shits? But is he just sort of a lord at large? He's not like you know attached to any kingdom he, or property he, or anything. Um, Stannis made him like almost like a fake lord kind of. So oh, it's okay. like the Onion Knight or whatever. So he's technically a a knight, but then he does have like a little small island there by drag, not drag, yeah, dragon, no, yeah, Dragonstone or Storm's End, mm-hmm. one of those. So he has like his own little island that he is technically the lord of. But it was again like almost like a joke title yeah. from Stannis. Be hilarious. So he, he is sailing. Like we're going to that island. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to Missandei's island. Yeah, oh, he's going to Nash. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet too. Oh, I know how cute. They could have had the reach. Uh, reach. <laughs> I love how, I love how it's, whoever, whoever said like, well, there's no people there anymore, so you can have that. Yeah, <laughs> they're all dead now. <laughs> I mean, there's like peasants or whatever, but like the fan, the Ty, the Tyrells, yeah, Tyrells, Tyrones, Tyrells. Yeah, Tyrells. They're they're dead now. So yeah, <laughs> I forgot what their name was. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked seeing the. There was very very brief, but seeing the Dothraki walking through King's Landing as they were escorting John out, mm. I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. It's like a port city, and it's mm-hmm. got some, you know, it's got some rough dudes in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell are the Dothraki gonna do now? Yeah, great question. She never in her Weird. little speech, she never told them what they were gonna get. I was waiting for them to be like, take it all, run the ride the ride the rails, take it all, yeah. see the country. Be the real you, but yeah, she never. I don't know. She's just like, and you guys were great. Anyway, they unsullied you guys. Yeah, you're my boys. You Maybe get all. Just go back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll just. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of ships now, like with the with the Iron Fleet and stuff. Like maybe they'll just like commandeer a ride and go back to the the place where they were before. Was either of you a little disturbed? Yara was all like, "No, she was great. <laughs> Why did she die?" I, like, I don't know it was uh, it was a little hand wavy yeah. uh, i mean i would have thought that well i, I think know, too I yara wasn't there so it's yeah, like yeah, yara exactly. didn't witness the sheer destruction and anger and craziness like that the, everyone else kind of like well not everyone else that was there at that meeting but that the other main characters had to witness from danny so maybe it was just like she was like, oh, so I, I left and she was great and like now i come yeah. back and she's like the devil what happened True. Yeah, Hitler she. The la- the I was trying to think that through. The last she saw was Theon going to fight against the dead. So yeah, yeah at that point, Daenerys was definitely still her. Yeah, um, Danny so, was like still the hero with three, two dragons. Like, right. Right. Yeah. So another point of order. It definitely felt to me so like the at forty five minutes it fades to black. <laughs> yeah, man. It and was it, forty minutes exactly when she dies. I was like, oh yeah. my god, what is happening? And and to see like how much more we had left because I was of course tapping the screen and yeah I was like, <laughs> to see how much was left, um, but I I definitely I mean this is such a weird goofy practical thing to notice but I felt like especially near the end that <laughs> those were almost like reshoots with characters or not reshoots but much later shoots because mm-hmm. yeah I mean uh, uh, they just I don't know they 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 looked naturally aged in a way that I did not mm. expect. If that hmm. makes sense. Like I, I just thought Dinklage looked old, really much older when he came out as a prisoner. Hmm. 
And um, I thought Yara, you know, she just looked sort of older and had put on some like older weight. And I thought John looked the same way, like his, you know, his face looked a little uh, puffier than I would expect from a prisoner. Um, and I don't mean any of that in like a, I don't mean any of that in like a derogatory way. It just, I, I had it running through my head like, whoa, did they shoot all of this? And then, you know, because the characters, sorry, the actors all said that they shot multiple endings. There are all these sort of fake, mm. fake outs mm-hmm. for us. And mm-hmm. I wondered, like, did they really regroup them, you know, mm. like six months later and shoot all this stuff? Um, I, I just wondered. It's not important to anything. It just kind of went through my head as mm. because I, I thought even like Sophie Turner looked a little bit skinnier and a little Her hair was different. definitely darker. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. I noticed the most. I was like, wow, everyone's hair looks really dark. John looked almost exactly as he did in season one, too. Yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And the cape and Same stuff. Thing. I was like, dang, this we're going back to it. He's really yeah. going back. He's I know, like, shit. I'm Don't still Targaryen. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. I'm here now. So, Do you think that was a just ending for him? Do you think that's what should have happened? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it makes sense for him story-wise, but just is that what the law should have – is that the compromise versus just like, hey, look, you can just go do whatever you want, but you can't be king. I mean, I – Yeah, I'm, and I think that – and it's funny because there's another Targaryen that that happened to as well is Maester Aemon. Maester mm-hmm. Aemon was the same way of that he – his brother was king and that he was a threat. And the, so they said, like, you can you can either die or you can go to the Night's Watch and just never be king. Never tell anyone. Great. Point. Never come back. Mm-hmm. And I always love that about Aemon because it, it and I think it's a very fitting end to the Targaryen line. Of basically, before we meet Danny, Maester Aemon was the last Targaryen in Westeros and before we knew about Jon. And I think that Jon going off into the wild. And by the way, I don't think he's coming back to Castle Black. I think he's probably just going to stay with the wildlings and hang out with Tormund and Ghost forever. That that is the end of their Targaryen line forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a really fitting. And I think in a way, I don't know if they plan this. I don't know if this is in Jon's mind. But in my mind, that is a fitting end to Danny's vision of the tyrants dying of how many of her of their family have been the tyrants throughout history and there will never be a chance for a targaryen to be a tyrant ever again because he's just going to go and live out the rest of his life in the wilds and hopefully be an old man and that'll be it that'll be the end Mm. yes well put i love that idea too that it's Mm -hmm. that I, i just love that idea that we're satisfying all the good points of Daenerys's vision. Yeah, well, I think too for John, sorry, for John too. This is the first time in his whole life he's kind of being in charge of his own destiny. Yeah. Like before it was yeah. like he was Eddard's bastard, now he's a Night's Watch, now then he was going to become the commander of the Night's Watch, then he was going to be this whole thing, then he was going to be the king of the north, then he was going to be the king of the whole thing, and now at the end he finally has a chance to live his life how he wants to, not how yeah. everyone else wants him to or has wanted him to. And how he wants to is what Ygritte wants wanted for them. You know, yeah. that he's basically living the life that Ygritte wanted. Like he yeah. just go back to that cave and live there Man. forever. Oh, that's oh, so beautiful. I totally oh. forgot about that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because that's that, that's the one thing. Like I never bought I mean, I just never bought his relationship with Danny, given how strong it was with Ygritte. And that part of that was that those two actors had such great chemistry, they ended oh. up marrying in real life. I know, and their wedding was so cute too. They all looked so, so I happy. Just, I never bought the whole like so this whole sad scene with him stabbing Daenerys. I'm like, man, I just, uh, I mean, fine, yeah, this this had to happen, but I just, I'm not, I'm not buying that you're all broken up about it. I just, it doesn't. Mm. Never really I, fit with me. 
another that was another moment where I really felt oh, this can go either way, and it like added that tension for mm-hmm. me, you know. Of I, 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 you know, I that's a really tough thing to do in a, uh, you know, in a motion picture and in a TV show is to be able to show both, like, to make the audience feel like I'm not really sure of the outcome, mm-hmm. um, and especially because the show has kept us expecting the unexpected so much. Mm-hmm. That then you think, well, of course they're gonna, you know, he's gonna stab her because that's what what he, he's that's the unexpected thing. But no, because we know that it, maybe he won't. And yeah, I I just thought that was really well played moment. Yeah, um, it was it was hard to tell immediately like who was stabbing who. Like I, I yeah. figured it was John stabbing her, but it could have been her stabbing him too. I actually wondered if he had stabbed himself, like in a Ooh. you know seppuku like or whatever that's called, kind of thing. Away. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that I I feel. I don't know that scene. I think because I saw it coming, like I was like, he's obviously going to have to murder her. Like, this is really sad. But Danny did have two really, really good lines in this scene where she's doing her speech. She had a couple, but my favorite one was the world we need will not be built by men loyal to the world that we have. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. this is something that I, I, I'm so glad someone finally put it so articulately so I can copy it and use it for everything now, (laughs) because this is like the exact argument of, you know, our government's green new deal Mm -hmm. of, the people who like the world how it is will never fight to change it. Yeah. And as much as Danny thought that she was fighting to change the world, you know, maybe she wasn't. I just love that line so much. And that she also said, I cannot, they, you know, those, those men, they cannot imagine a world they've never had. Yeah. I just love that so much because it's so relevant, not just to Westeros, but to our real world of like, mm-hmm. of course the people who have ruined our world and control our government are not going to want to see change because they're comfortable in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to be uncomfortable. Well, and that was my thing about Dan. I was like, well, I always kind of rooted for her of like, I really had hoped that she was this visionary that everyone believed in and could make this world a better place and could bring it to the realization of this, you know, new place without fear and tyranny and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah. I'm glad she voiced it, even if she wasn't embodying it. I really think that was the great thing of the show and it, it builds on what you had me thinking about all, all week with nature versus nurture. And, and then the, you, the two big scenes with her this week, one of the, you know, the Nuremberg rally or whatever. And then oh the, um, and then that speech to Danny. And I think the truth is like, she was both of those people. Like that was the paradox of Daenerys. And that's why some of us thought she was the worst like from the beginning and why some of us thought like she's going to be the best from the beginning, because Mm -hmm. she always had that, that, you know, the, those two natures within her and it was just what's going to happen to that. And, you know, I think, I think she was being honest with John. I think you should absolutely take those lines away and, and, you know, (laughs) as, as uh, heroic lines, because I, I think that's what she wanted. She just didn't know how to do it because Tyrion was also right about like, yeah, she keeps killing the bad men, you know, um, and it just keeps validating her perspective. So yikes. Yeah. yeah. You should never give anyone with those two natures, a, an atomic bomb. Like, yeah. That's the <laughs> it's a moral of this story right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Taylor, did you, you had, have you hit all your lightning round questions and yeah, we you... hit them all, man. It's, it's um I need to ponder this too for a couple more days. I mean, let's just say this. This clearly was not the ending of Lost. So 
there's, <laughs> there's not that fear. There's not that just utter despair, disappointment, and like kind of you know constantly clicking back. Like maybe there's more to come. Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's over. It's done. It's uh, you know is it as wonderful and as sort of perfectly circular as Breaking Bad? You know, it covered probably tidy up as much as much uh, as Breaking Bad did. Was it as a satisfying a journey to get here? Eh, it's debatable. You know, um, you just used a phrase there that I think is really great in tidying up. It's not. I, I I like that idea of it so much more than like they're just tying off the loose ends to like to just finish it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it really was like we've got to tidy up things. You know, mm-hmm. um, because like like we were saying, like Daenerys was dead forty minutes into it, and there was another fifty minutes or something <laughs> left, and it was like, oh my god, like. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. Yes, some things were sort of glossed over or something, but I didn't feel like it was rushed or inappropriate. You know, it was tidying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it sparked tidying. joy. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. some are, of us, not for all of us. <laughs> are you guys, are you guys sad it's over, satisfied it's over, glad it's over? <laughs> like what, what's the general tenor now that like there's never going to be another one of these new ever again? I mean, I'm I'm satisfied with how they did it, and I was telling Todd before we were recording is like, take and adapting a book series into a different medium is probably one of the hardest things a writer ever has to do. And I did it when I not compare not to compare myself with the writers from Game of Thrones, but when I made the American Girl app, I adapted the American Girl books into this entirely different format. And it's really, really hard, not just from finding out what you have to cut from the story and how to pace things and how it makes all, and how it all makes sense. Um, just the, all the things you have to answer to and the things you have to keep track of. And I think in this sense, the last two seasons, really, of that they're basically cramming the last two or three books that aren't even out yet into whatever it is, 14 episodes, mm-hmm. 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like that's a super, super hard job. And especially of wrapping up the entirety of a nine-year series in six episodes to get to where we need to be in the end, plus having all the characters who need to be at this end be there and it for all to make sense, also to make sense with all the changes that they made from the books. Oh my god, like, I, I think they did a great job. Could it have gone better? Probably. But mm-hmm. like, in the time that they were given and the medium that they were given, I feel good about it. I feel mm-hmm. like this was a satisfying end to me. Like I definitely, as Taylor said, this is not the end of Lost. This is not sitting there <laughs> after six years of an abusive relationship with Lost. Yep. And going, yep. what the fuck? Like <laughs> This was satisfying where I was smiling at the end. I was happy for all my favorite characters who survived. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that I spent the last you know nine years of my life basically watching the show and enjoying the show. It's crazy, it's nine years. I know. One oh of my gosh. friends, uh, Craig Anderson, who I interviewed, and we'll play that at some point, uh, either sooner or later. Um, a guy who watches the show out of Epicentral, where I work, um, had a really profound statement. He's like, "Look, fans are." either one of two kinds, either you watch this pessimistically or you watch this from a point of uh, point of view of optimism and everything can kind of filter through that. Like your, your satisfaction with where Danny went or your, your sort of annoyance or hatred or frustration with where her storyline went or how ever, any storyline resolved or moved along. It kind of does come back to like, did you want to leave the show out you know, on an optimistic note or a pessimistic note? And I feel like the show itself gave me as a viewer an optimistic 
sense as it comes to a conclusion. Everybody got a, an ending that was either deserved or justified at the very least. And a lot of, you know, it's going to be really fun to go back to season one, episode one now, watch it, knowing where we're going. So I can maybe mm. pay attention to details a little differently or, mm. or see it through that lens of like, at what point do characters who are pessimistic get, you know, get the upper hand or it, what, which one of those two things plays out in the end? Um, there's going to be a lot that I, I don't like, you know, the way they kind of treated the White Walkers in the end. I'm still really, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I could have gone a lot better um, in terms of how, how, given the threat that they'd built up over eight seasons, but overall it just, it did feel like, Hey, this, we're going to give you we're, it, that cool tracking shot of all the start kids overhead walking and like kind of doing their, the first day of the rest of their lives was kind of cool to see. Um, oh my gosh. Do the Stark girls have the greatest outfits you've ever oh, seen? My, that, I was going to say that actually, I was going to try to sneak that in there about Sansa because Oh my God, her last outfit Oh, it was glorious. Like she's had some beautiful outfits and they've had some really beautiful dresses on the show, but ah, oh, the sleeves with the, the weirwood tree branches mm. and stuff. Mm. Oh my God. And she just, I don't think Sansa ever looked more beautiful and confident just as a character. And like, just, her, I think her ending was probably my favorite besides that John gets to go off and marry Tormund and like, live with ghosts. <laughs> well, polyamorous relationship. Yeah, a weird polyamorous. Well, yeah. your grit was a redhead too. So yes, he likes redheads. Um, he likes some wild and he likes some red. Yeah. Who knows? But I think hers was probably the best. And yeah, like her and Arya's outfits and like hair and stuff at, at the end was just like, ding, you earned it. You earned this beauty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was totally satisfied as well. I, I'm so glad we got a uh, Grey Havens ending. Oh my God, I <laughs> was right. just thinking that too. Ra yeah, rather than a Scourge of the Shire ending. Yeah. Great you know? point. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, that's, no, I think that sums it all up. <laughs> so I do have one, one major question. Uh, are we getting two new George Martin novels tomorrow? <laughs> oh, great question. God, <laughs> I hope so. One? I would literally I hope cry. So. I I would love to see everybody collectively lose their lose their goddamn minds if Amazon suddenly starts taking pre-orders for like the last two. God, yeah, it would be I'll cry. amazing on every what, level. What I would love, I, I almost wish I could I had the energy to do this as a prank because it would be so funny. Is just to write two very short novels that are literally word for word everything that happened in the show the past <laughs> four seasons. And oh like, I mean, it would be great if George Martin actually did that. And then, yeah. and then all the people that have been like demanding like remakes, they're like, wait, that's really what he was. Want? Yeah. Like, he wrote that the whole time, you know, <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I kind of have a, I, I kind of wonder if a dream of spring, if all of this is really just winds of winter and a dream yeah. of spring is everything after this. Mm. I'm curious. Oh, maybe that's a good point. I, I was I couldn't remember if it was two or three books, but I think you're right that it's Just Winds two. of Winter and The Dreams of Spring. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going on Wikipedia. Who knows? No, I'm sure. I mean, he's I'm not sure finishing them. Let's get that out of our yeah. head. Well, sorry, Drew. I, I know <laughs> I may be more open to that because there's a lot of show watchers now who haven't read the books, who for one reason or another are upset or annoyed with where this all ended up in the season, and they are more, I think inspired or interested in reading the books that is very true he has a bigger audience yeah. for sure yeah that's what peter said too like you know if you didn't like what happened or you, you're curious about where all the clues came from or how they said like 
it probably is a really good opportunity for the for people to read the books of like oh the, i can't even believe this happened it's like go back and read the books that's absolutely what happened like this is absolutely what should have happened mm-hmm. um and i just think too maybe he was like he didn't want to steal benny weiss's thunder he's like if i release winds of winter now in season five it'll ruin everything like I, they're already making it like i'll just wait mm-hmm. i i would really love to know the true story i mean next week we're getting yeah. a documentary on this i would really just love like not the pr version i want them to know like i i want to know from benny benny wise like <laughs> did they truly think that martin might have book six out by the time they finish season five mm. you yeah. know was that really the thinking or or had they written him off years before that you know mm. because that was a big rumor too was that was that at when when John died, the the rumor was they're not they're not going to hint at his resurrection until the book comes out, mm-hmm. you know, and so that they would end the season, he would be dead, and then that summer that book would come out, and you know we would know where it was going. But they even talked about briefly too delaying the start of season six, right? For that mm-hmm. very That's what reason. I thought. Yeah. And see, now I don't know if that was that PR hype, like playing into what people expected, or I don't know. I just want to know like what's the true story there, and I'm not, you know, it's it's not a it's not a cold case i'd really like to close i'd like yeah. to think the HBO, <laughs> but it'd be great if we got it i'd like to think the hbo offices are very very similar if not identical to the uh west wing and veep where just like constant rumors are getting created and generated and amplified <laughs> just oh, yeah. from all sources at all times so there's like a, a grain of truth in all of them but they're all it's it's never it's never the real story and people just kind of take yeah. prey upon them when they come up well that has been one of the great things about this show and especially in our binge worthy like environment uh that has kept it very much like lost in that every week you can talk about your theories and mm-hmm. where you think they're going and it, it almost makes it easier for for the creators of the show because they can just sort of lean into a lot of those rumors and mm-hmm. you know i mean who knows if they actually shot six different endings they could have just told one of the actors like yeah yeah say that in an interview it'd be funny yeah yeah it helps that there's new fans every day too like, yeah. like my yeah. mother-in-law just started watching game of thrones like two weeks ago and mm. she's like already excited about it like she got to the episode where um cal drago pours the gold on Sirius's oh head and she's like i'm so glad i ended with that episode for that because i was so happy that he was dead. <laughs> i was like oh okay wow so but it's like too like just like there will always be new book readers from people who have now watched the show and want to know more there will always be just new fans in general because this is such a cultural phenomenon like people will be watching the show or starting the show probably for you know 10 years well, just like lost they're making two prequels too. If that's to be believed. I, so I mean, it will probably blow both of your minds. But I didn't actually see any of the Lord of the Rings movies till I read the book. What? Wow. Yeah, I hadn't read the book till I was it was old. And uh, uh, yeah, I read. Uh, so I read the first part, saw the first movie, and then I read the next two parts. Yeah. Oh, so. we talked about this because I was like eleven when I tried to yeah, read yeah. it before it was coming out, and then I was like, "This is way too complicated for me." And then I watched the movies, loved the movies, and then read the book. Or read the books because then I was like 16 or something. Could actually get through. Had a similar kind of experience. I'm like, ooh, this is. I'm ready for this. This is serious literature. And I, yeah. you buy the book and you're like, I'm. I still think the. God, I still. You know what? If the if you're if you're a young person and you're pondering 
reading Lord of the Rings, start with The Hobbit because that was meant as a kid's book first oh, and foremost. And then counterpoint, the don't ever read The Hobbit, kids. It yeah. is terrible. Oh, <laughs> so rude. The book The Hobbit, you didn't like it as a kid's book? As a, as yeah, a, I mean, when you read that as a 40-year-old man, it sucks. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, it's for kids. It is meant for children. He like uh, told me oh, kids. <laughs> Well, I was going to say skip the movies and read the book, but now you're saying just all of it. <laughs> definitely <laughs> skip the movies. What definitely, about that, that Rankin-Bass cartoon where it's like a great history? Oh, God. Oh, my God. That was amazing. I loved that. All right. But I'll tell you a crazy thing about that is when I was in elementary school. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. This will make me sound even older than I am. But we still had a library that had the like reel-to-reel film projectors. Yeah. And the librarian we were going to watch that. It was like a special day sort of thing or something. And she loaded the second reel first and then like left the room. Didn't know. Yeah. So then when it was over, she was like, Oh, whoops. And then we watched the first reel. And it was like, (laughs) (laughs) this makes no sense. What did it cut? Or cut the spike when the spiders attack or what was, I I don't remember. (laughs) I was like eight years old or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, boy, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very satisfied with, uh, not only with Game of Thrones, but with our podcast, it has been so lovely <laughs> for the past few years, Emily, to have you oh, on this with us. No, and don't say these things because then I'll cry. It was, no, I mean, what, like, uh, I've just related the, the story to a couple people recently of, you know, oh, h- how do you know Emily and h- how did she get involved in your podcast? And I mean, we had, we had exchanged socials and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I just, I think one day on Twitter was like, hey, anybody want to be on a Game of Thrones podcast? Yeah, and it was me. And either you spoke up or I or I directed it to you like, hey, do you want to do this? I think maybe maybe you said you would always be the Joe Robinson to, I don't, I yeah. can't remember. And I was like, so hey, was, done, join us tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, do you remember too, when I still, had, when I still ran the wrong button blog that you yes. were on our, uh, uh, on a geeky basis for your I music? Was. That's how we met. That was like seven years ago. Yep. (laughs) Something crazy. Might have been longer. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, I don't remember how I got involved in this podcast, but it's probably like the most favoriteest thing I've ever done. Because like one, I love Game of Thrones and just like you guys are just such good co-hosts and always made me feel so welcome and and excited about (laughs) words coming out of my face (laughs) now i'm now i'm gonna get teary no (laughs) oh no you you've been the the secret sauce these past several years and yeah it's been great to have you (laughs) and taylor and i always talk about it like afterwards um you know of but I don't know. I told him last week, I was like, I just want to shut up and listen to you and Emily talk about stuff. It's so great to be like a fan of the show. Oh my God. And and you will hear it tonight when we re-listen to this episode. I, there are moments where I was like, oh, I should be talking. I, there's a yeah. pause here. Um, that's talk about a Grey Haven you. ending. I feel like I should be Annie Lives like, no lay kidding. down yeah. your sweet and weary head. Oh Keep going, Todd. <laughs> You've come to Journey's End. It is the best ending song of probably most movies. I was falling in that theater the second that song started. I'm like, oh, me too. Oh Oh, boy, what a way to go out. Um, I let's let's plug some stuff. Emily, where can people find you? Um, You can find me on 
Twitter and Instagram at that Emily Kelly. And if you want to read words that I've written instead of hearing them come out of my face, you can play the lovely, amazing choose your own adventure game that I uh, work on called Choices. It's available in the App Store and Google Play. Cool. Taylor, where can people find this podcast and other lovely podcasts? If you're listening to this on a stream, search for Wednesday in Westeros on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. Um, we'll probably do another couple episodes of this in some form or fashion. So stick around. keep Stay subscribed for at least the, the next little bit. And if you like anything that Todd and I say or do, or if you hate us, you just want to like hate listen to a bunch of stuff too. That's fine. <laughs> fine. fine. An anti-plug. An anti-plug. I dare you. I dare you to listen. <laughs> Come find us on Panelism. It's our uh, uh, show where we review the comics and graphic novels worth having on your shelf. And you can find that wherever podcasts are, are found. Just search for Panelism and Panelism.inc on Instagram. Wow. Thank you both so much. Uh, this has been so great. I will now say seven blessings to you all. And a Zora hi to you. And what do we say to the god of death? Miss me, bitch! <laughs> <laughs>